0: you're listening to a DM podcast We are underway
1: Hey guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK. I'm here with the boys, Andy.
0: How are we boys loving it?
1: And Kobe.
2: How are we, lads?
1: Good to see you both. A little bit different today. We're going to be doing our NRL predictions, so a little bit less no fantasy talk tonight. But tonight on the show, Denham Kemp from Bloke in the Bar, he'll be joining us. Also got Dean from NRL Roast, as well as Nathan from Rugby League Guru. Three great guys doing some great things in the rugby league world. But before we get to the boys, please head over to social media now. Daily team and player analysis, talking league pod on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at Talking League One. Now, Punters Club, Club, the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, that's open now. So it's $500 cash prize for first place. It is free to enter. So head over now, invite your friends, TalkingLeaguePod.com, or more details will be in the episode notes. But let's kick off today. We'll catch up with Kempe. All right, guys. Next up on our NRL projections is Bloke in the Bar, a.k.a. Denim Kemp, a.k.a. The Beak. Kempe, welcome to the (laughs) body,
3: mate. Glad to be here. Very happy to be here.
1: All right. First things first, mate. Give me your top two for this season. Who's the two faves?
3: Two faves for me would probably have to be Storm and Rabbitohs, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Roosters. So I'll go Storm and Rabbitohs, um, you know, but Rabbitohs are still unproven, in my opinion, in the sense of, like, are they the top, top cream of the crop? But with their recruits, with how well they've um, balanced their squad, is unbelievably balanced. It's almost like Wayne has been building towards this moment. Uh, They've got the big boppers. They've got the wide-running forwards. They've got competition for forward spots, whereas maybe year and year before, it was quite a a shallow forward pack in the sense of um, depth when it comes to bringing people in with his injury. Um, A key for them forward pack-wise is Tom Burgess. If he stays fit, that's that's key. because He is is their main go-forward guy. So, yeah, Rabideau, Storm. Storm, obviously, the cheese Harry Grant, uh, the, the the loss of Cameron Smith is going to be is going to hurt more than people realise. I think, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of hype around Harry Grant, but he's still in his second year of NRL. We have to remember that. So uh, I still think the Storm and Rabbitohs only because if, if the Roosters had a set half combination already, I'd probably put them in there. But I just uh, that's going to take a few weeks to, to get rumbling, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Kemp, you had Angus Crichton on the podcast last week, and he's looking great with that new look, that pirate look. Is that your reason why the Roosters? <laughs>
3: I mean, it's, it's it's a mixture of everything. The goatee, the hair, the organic nature that he seems to bring into every room that he walks in. It, it, it's his whole package, So you can't bet against a man that's organic. <laughs> you really just can't.
1: True that. Now, mate, let's go from the penthouse to a little bit of the house and the wooden spoon favorites for yourself,
3: mate. Oh, man, I hate the wooden spoon chat. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lock anyone in for a wooden spoon, uh, but, you know, you'd have to say that As it stands, it's going to be a tough year for the Broncos. Probably a tough year for I I think Broncos Broncos and Dragons at the moment look like they're going to have the toughest year. Does it mean they're going to win Wooden Spoon? I'm not sure. But at the moment, from everything from the information we have, Broncos and Dragons um, seem to have the most work to do on their squads. Their rosters don't really seem that settled. Um, They don't really have. You know, you're not really sure of. Nearly any position on any of the rosters, which is which is alarming. So, mm.
4: um,
3: yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tough year for them. I think Broncos are dead Like Broncos, I don't think they needed to go into a rebuild phase, mm. but I think they're in a rebuild phase now. I think that you know some really poor decisions have been made over the last two years, and uh, that's put the club in a position where it needs to rebuild. Whereas I feel like two years ago, it didn't need to rebuild. They were one game away from one win away from the minor Premiership in, uh, I think it was 2018. Um, then they went to, they came eighth, I think, but they actually had more losses than wins. And then obviously we saw it happen last year. So um, the club is definitely in a rebuild phase. And I think it's more just about building culture, building standards. Um, you know, there's probably going to have to be some tough calls from Tevi. Uh, give it two or three years for them. Dragons as well. I think they're in a position where they, they, they made a bet on Hunt and Norman. And don't get me wrong. Hunt and Norman and McCulloch have all played twins together and Hook coached them in twins. So they can bring it together. They absolutely can. The, if they don't bring it together, then the bet that was placed on you know those players, the attention will have to be turned elsewhere, I think, when it comes to decisions of where they go forward at the club. Yeah. And I think Cam McInnes letting him go was a real indication that Hook understands that, he's probably going to have to rebuild that entire squad. Uh, if, if he didn't feel he had to rebuild that entire squad, I don't think he lets McInnes go because McInnes, go, McInnes is loved by that entire squad. Whereas I think in Hook's mind, he's thinking, yes, he's a, he works hard every week. He's a gun. But if I am rebuilding this, a lot of the new guys aren't going to have the same attachment to McInnes as the the current bats. Yeah. So, you know, Uh, Yeah, uh, again, I I feel sorry for both clubs because it just seems to be everything that could go wrong when it comes to injuries, when it comes to everything has gone wrong for them, but they're they're probably much two where I'm a bit worried about.
1: Okay. Now, who's a little bit more positive side of things? Who's the most improved team you feel going into the 2021, Kempi?
3: To be honest, I I think I don't know if I would say they're most improved, but I think the biggest swing team, Mm. biggest swing team that could be great or nothing or or bad is the Cowboys. Um, you know, you've got the Titans, which is obvious. They've got the roster now. So it's not going to be a surprise if they do make the eight. But the Cowboys are a really interesting one because, you know, 2017, Michael Morgan was the best player in the NRL and one of the most valuable players in the NRL. He led him to a grand final pretty much in his own back without Jonathan Durson or Matt Scott. So he, can, he he's won a bunch of Origins. He's won a premiership, been to a grand final. So if he comes out and plays the way we know he can, and then you've got Peyton as a new coach, they are genuinely a top four, a top six side, top eight side. And so I feel like they could be the biggest swing club where you're like, wow, where did this come from? Like, they could barely win a game last year and yeah. now they're a strong top eight side. Would you play,
1: um, play Val at fullback, Kempe?
3: Just going to have to wait and see. I think I think he, he played really well in the trials. Um, I think it looks like Hamiso is going to be in that centre position. And yeah. I, I, I think that's smart. i, I, I I actually pushed back against when they did select the for last year at fullback. I said he wasn't a bad decision, not ready for it, too young. Um, give him time to give him time to build his confidence, and I just thought that was a bit of a rushed decision. Mm. Um, I think that if Morgan and Holmes and Drinkwater can build a connection, if they're going to be in the you know the seven, six, and one, yeah. then Holmes can definitely make it work. He's had a whole season under his belt now. He's had a whole other preseason under his belt. He would be absolutely back in his footy fitness shape that he needs to be in. Went really well on the weekend. So I think you probably do go with him at fullback if you're going to play Drinkwater at six. Um, The tough thing is though then you lose Clifford because Clifford probably has to go to the bench. But then Clifford can play that third half role that I've talked about previously uh, with the increased speed of the play of the ball. Um, You know, having that third half on the field actually really helps. We saw it in Origin. Uh, We saw it with the the Storm as well. So I think Storm, uh, I think, Cowboys are probably the biggest swing team that could be anything or also the same as what they were last year.
1: Yeah, I like it. Now, Kempi, is there anyone in the top eight from last year that you think are the most threat to miss this year? Uh,
3: that's an interesting one. I think so. the top eight last year was was what? Well, was the bottom, yeah,
1: so the bottom was Sharks, was Knights, was Rabbits, Knife. and yep. who was the other one? It would
3: have been Gamma, Raiders, Eagles, Roosters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you know you've, you've, you've two teams: Sharks and Cronulla are probably the two ones where you worry, mm. especially with Cronulla with Sean Johnson. You know it's going to be a bit too back. That's concerning um, because you know he was vital to any attack they had last year. He was crucial to it. Yeah. Um, and the Knights, you know, they they need to they need to make the eight this year. They've absolutely got the rock star. They've got Blake Green there now. So you know, but. You know, they are the two teams, in my opinion, that are the most risk. Uh, but you know, they have the absolutely have the roster to be in the eight hundred percent.
1: Yeah, nice. Now, this next question is Dalian winner, but I might change this up a little bit. Who's your favourite player, Kempy? And kind of who are you looking most forward to watching this year?
3: Um, I mean, like a favourite player, I've got a bunch of different favourite players, but Mike Smoky for You got you got Mike, Mike Smoky coming out next week, baby. Yeah, huge call, huge calls to be made. My um, my smoky for Dally M is Victor Radley. Okay. I think it's his year. he's, he's got the height behind him. He people have, uh, you know, with him getting injured last year, people have appreciated how important he is. So they're going to start watching him more. Yep. Um, I think Desko is a victim of his own quality games, where he can play an incredible game by anyone else's standards, but by his standards, it's just normal. So people just go, oh yeah, he ran two hundred meters and broke seven tackles. Oh yeah, just just that. Just you know, we won't give him for three points because he does that every week. Yep. Um, and so where I feel like, you know, the hype is around Victor. They're already talking about origin. People appreciate how important he is. He's an incredible player. He does the big hits in defense, you know, which gets attention. He does the great plays in attack. Um, you know, so he is probably my Smokey. Then you've got obvious ones like Latrell, who could be absolutely right up to the Daliem. I think Tuff Hughes is going to be um, right there for the Daliem as well. I think he's going to have a great year this year. So they're they kind of my, you know, younger guys that I think can really make a push towards the DM.
1: Beautiful. Now, two to go here, Kempi. Who's a rookie that's right on your radar?
3: Um, I've got a, I've got a few. I mean, I really like saying Laurie on the weekend. Laurie mm. on the weekend for the Tigers. He's he wasn't he, yeah. Yeah, he heaps of work, very energetic, always putting himself uh, in a position to get the ball. There's an opportunity for him to get that full back position. Um, You know, he may shine in a side that he doesn't have as many superstars as other clubs do. Um, Other rookies that I've been kind of looking at, you've got got Sam Walker, the Roosters, but I I think Lachlan Lamb will win the race for that seven role. Um, I mean, there's heaps. There's quite a few rookies that have been going all right. Uh, But I'd probably, yeah, I'd say... Lane Laurie is the one that probably stood out to me the most on the weekend from from a standpoint.
1: Yeah. Okay. Final question is Kempy, who do you think will be the breakout star? So someone kind of on that, you know, on that fence. They weren't actually, you know, setting the world on fire, or but they had plenty of ability. Do you have one that you're looking at for 2021?
3: Yeah, a breakout star. Well, I mean, it was for me it was Dylan Brown last year and then he got injured and I really did think he was having a breakout year. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Dylan Brown again. Um, I think that if, as long as he plays a full year of footy, he could be a real breakout star because the, the Eels definitely they need they need a superstar that's going to break the game open. Um, you know, you've got Gutter who who is, is a gun, like so consistent. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just need that little bit of magic, and I think Dylan Brown needs to be that for the, the Eels, and I think that he will be that to you. It's Also, Dylan Brown.
1: Perfect. Well, Campy, before I let you go, when's Blade FC coming out? Is it Tuesday?
3: Yeah, Tuesday, 6 p.m. we're
1: announcing. Ooh, is that live? Not, not live, no. Okay, so you just put the announcement straight onto the the social pages. Yeah, it'll be a video, though, so, yeah. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Well, everyone, get following yeah. Denim. You can find him at Blake in the Bar. Pick up a case of beer as mm-hmm. well. It's some beautiful stuff. Kempi, great to catch up, mate, and enjoy the season, brother.
3: Thanks, bro. All
1: right, now Kempi's gone. Let's, let's start with you, Corbs. Got plenty of questions here. I know you've have done plenty of analysis, but let's kick things off. Who are your top two seeds for two thousand and twenty-one?
2: This is a hard one because there's there's about four or five teams there that you could sort of pick out of a hat. I went with I'm gone I'm gonna say number one Raiders, I think, will win it this year. And my grand finalist to be beside them in that top two would be the bunnies. Okay. I think the Raiders just speaking from a fantasy point of view, the Hodgson is just not been relevant, although he might've sort of pie my face on the weekend with his form, but I think they missed him big time. He's a massive piece to their premiership puzzle. And so it, it always comes back to, if you can stay injury free, like you look at the last couple of years, those squads that win just have no, well, hardly any injuries like yeah. the key positions yep. stay on the field. So you've got to have that bit of luck with injuries. So if they keep, you know, you look at their spine, uh, Hodgson, White and George Williams uh is not over like he's not in that top tier of fullbacks but I think with those other three it's so good in those positions it won't really matter too much as long as he just does his job they can do the uh the extra special things to get them the premiership I mean their forward pack is through the roof like there's so many just vying for those spots on the bench let alone the run-on team mm. um yeah I, I think they're There's also that little bit of a um, psychology, like the hunger from 2019. 2020, I think, yeah, it was a bit of a weird year. It wasn't quite normal, as everyone knows. And I think now that they're sort of back with the full squad, I think they'll go after it. They'll be my ones. And Bunnies, I mean, everyone's spoken about them, but I think you guys have them as well. Mm. Yeah. All right,
1: moving on, next one. Who is your favourite for the Wooden Spoon?
2: I'm going manly. I think that, like I said, injuries don't help, and I think it's just going to ravage them. I know that they've got that old Des against the wall. He can pull something out of a hat, but I think you lose Turbo, I don't think he's going mm. to come back and have a massive impact on their team. I don't think Foran's going to last. Like you're relying on blokes like that, Foran and Turbo, who are just so injury-prone. Um, yeah, you need healthy people in those key spots. Schuster and a couple of young blokes will come through and give it a good crack, but I think they'll be well down the uh, the bottom of the ladder.
1: Yeah, they've never won the spoon, which is interesting because Brisbane never won the spoon either, and they won it last year.
2: Two in a row, you reckon? They're, they're
1: easily the two most hated teams in the NRL. So, could happen. Agreed. Moving on, next one. Uh, Corbs, who do you feel will be the most improved team in
2: 2021? I was with Kempy on this one. They're Cowboys. I was just looking towards the bottom eight and just looking who's who's got a chance to sort of move up. And if, if their spine, lock like he talked about, if they can sort of work things out, um, I think they can definitely move up that ladder. Like if you look at the other teams, they've just got a better chance of, of winning more games than those sort of around them in that bottom eight. So yeah, Cowboys should improve.
1: Next on, who is the team in the top eight you feel was under the most pressure to keep their position there?
2: The Sharkies. I think that, <laughs> no, 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 no. He
0: had his finger hovering over it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I gave him that. Up that I <laughs> is this one a bit of a hope or is this one a bit of a... No, I, I don't. Looking at those, there was the other two, surprisingly, you guys are going to go through, but I just saw the Sharkies as that team that I don't think they can match it with with a lot of the the good teams that will make the eight, I think a couple of teams below them just have a better roster. And I just feel that going to do a bit more this year to push into mm. that eight.
1: We do spend a lot of money on players that are well past their peak. So would not surprise yeah. me. But next one, Corbs question number five, who is your M winner for 2021?
2: Yeah, another tough one. Again, I tried to look at this one as who sort of a bit of a ball hog and, steals the limelight in that team. So when you look at the the Storm, the Roosters, there's usually those two or three players that can, you know, get that man of the match when they have those solid victories. But Nathan Cleary seems to always just dominate and the team revolves around him so much at the Panthers. But I think he was so close last year and he's he's really just in the prime of his footy career. I think he will. He's going to win a daily M in his career at some point. I think it'll be this year.
1: Yeah. Next one. Who's the rookie that on your radar?
2: Well, we weren't sure what the um, the guidelines were for this, but we went back <laughs> and checked. You got once you play your fifth game, you're ineligible. But uh, that gets my big boy Stefano in for a look. I think <laughs> I actually feel that he will start getting some uh, good game time. Mid-season. He could even push, depending on how their season's going, I think he could push for a starting spot because I'll find out how good he is. I think he's got a massive motor, just effort on effort. Uh, I can't say a thing wrong about him. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many DMs
0: have you sent to him? <laughs> wow.
2: And
1: finally for yourself, who is your breakout star of
2: 2021? Yeah, the, I'm going Momorowski for this one. I feel if he can just have a, a because he's in your team. <laughs> I, I did have, Remus Smith was another one, but I was just looking at players that if they get that full crack at a good team. I mean, Momorowski's never had a full season. And, yeah, I may have drafted him, but if he gets it, like he's going into a pretty good team uh, in the Panthers, and we know that he's got really good attacking stats. So it, it'll be interesting just to see how he goes. With a, with a team for a full season, mm. if he can do it. Because so, he had that injury when he last had that opportunity. Um, yeah, so Momorowski is my one that I think will have a bit of a breakout year.
1: No worries. Thanks for that, Corby. Let's move on and let's check in with Nathan from the Rugby League Guru. All right, guys, joining me for the Prediction Podcast is the Rugby League Guru. He's known as Nathan. Nathan, welcome to the podcast, man.
5: G'day, TK. Thanks for having me on, mate. I've uh, been a long time listener. Looking forward to uh, ripping
1: in with you. Yeah, likewise. And before we start, guys, Nate's got to rip a ripper podcast. Rugby League Guru also does. He pretty much does, you know, eight to ten podcasts a day. Also, it's all right across his Instagram. His Instagram is famous as well. Rugby League Guru. So definitely check him out on both those platforms. But Nate, you love footy. Let's rip in. Top two teams entering the NRL season.
5: Uh, Mate, for me, I've got the Melbourne Storm going back-to-back this year. I've got Cameron Smith as the best player I've ever seen. But right now, I think Harry Grant's a better footballer, to be honest with you. And I think that this team, Cameron Munster, he turns 27-28 this year, heading into the peak of his career. We saw what happened in origin. And for me, the other factor is Craig Bellamy. Uh, This is a guy that, you know, he's had so much success, but he hasn't gone back-to-back. I think that'll mean a lot to him. And he hasn't won a premiership without Smith. Slater or Kronk, and I definitely think as far as his legacy goes, he'll have his eye on that, so the Storm is a team to beat for me, and I've said all off season the Canberra Raiders was going to be the other side for me, I absolutely love their depth, they've got Josh Hodgson returning, they've got a host of forwards returning, uh, Ryan James walks into this building, which I think will be massive but jeez mate, watching South Sydney on the weekend, that was scary, wasn't it? <laughs> was it, what, mate,
1: Latrell, mate I, I got egg on my face, I said Latrell and Cody Walker couldn't play that well together First half, I'm a, I turned it off, mate. I go, oh, geez, they're embarrassing me.
5: And, mate, I, I've had a lot of people message me this week saying, oh, they're, they're, they're flat-track bullies. And I go, geez, I'll tell you what, this side, they're going to come up against a lot of flat-tracks, so though. They are that good. Uh, <laughs> I said all <laughs> off is in South Sydney they were the hardest team to leave out of my grand final, and, geez, it only gets harder every day.
1: Agree, mate. Now, from the penthouse to what we can call the shit house, mate, the wooden spoon favourites.
5: Uh, Mate, I've had the Tigers all off-season. I just think there's a lot of dysfunction there. I think they're one or two injuries away from being in complete chaos. I think that losing Benji, losing Harry Grant, I think they're going to understand the value of those guys. But, geez, over the last few weeks, when Cam McInnes left, for me, the Dragons were closer to the spoon. When he got injured, they went even closer. And then seeing what happened on Sunday once again, South Sydney, just absolutely terrorising. You it, it was like the Dragons had eleven blokes on the field. It was just unbelievable. Uh, I made. I must say, the Dragons. I think. I think they're hard to tip against, aren't they? Unfortunately. Yeah, they just
1: the effort. Ever the, the effort areas just weren't there, and just the. I think sometimes a rebuild takes a little bit of time, and sometimes losing games will force Hook to bring in guys like Sullivan and Ramsey, just because you're losing. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing.
5: Yeah, I just I'm very nervous for them, mate. I know they've got a very loyal and passionate fan base, and geez, I hope I'm wrong. I hope <laughs> so much that I'm wrong about the Dragons, but uh, mate, it's crazy to think, you know, 10 years ago they were defending a premiership. What's happened over the last 10 years there, it's just been
1: unreal. Yeah, true, mate. Now let's move on. A little bit more positive stuff. Who's who's your take as the most improved team for 2021?
5: Uh, mate, there's a lot of teams to talk about here. I, I think Two and a half months ago, I would have had the Newcastle Knights. I'm a little bit worried about the optics coming out of there at the moment, though. Uh, I think the Roosters, they're going to improve heavily. I've always been a huge Victor Radley fan. I think people can understand the value that he brings to that side now. But for me, obviously, the Gold Coast Titans, uh, some of the forwards they've brought into that side, I think discovering Jamal Fogarty last year, I think that was a huge turning point for them. And Mm. the thing I love about Fogarty is that he plays his best footy against the best sides. I love that about him. And also, he brings out the best in Ash Taylor. Uh, you got to remember also, I mean, AJ Brimson, he didn't have much of a preseason last year and he still managed to do what he did last year. I think him with a full preseason under his belt. Um, and, you know, if they get a uh, a 37-year-old hooker that happens to walk into their club over the next few weeks, my God, that team <laughs> with Cam Smith, they become proper premiership contenders for me. They're, they're a scary prospect, the Titans.
1: Yeah, I like it as well, mate. Now, you mentioned the Newcastle Knights. Are they the team in the top eight that is more most under the threat for you to miss?
5: Yeah, I think they definitely are, mate. I think the Knights, I don't have them in my top eight at the moment. Um, I think another team that a lot of people want to talk about is always the Sharks. And, Look, I think the sharks have done incredibly well over the last two years. I think all this pressure on John Morris is absolute dribble. The mm. the amount of obstacles he's had to overcome over the last two years, or you know, like even just from the base of him being a former player, like he, he's he played a, with a lot of these guys in this side that he's coached. Uh, I think that makes it difficult. I mean, Paul Gallum retires. Uh, we've had injuries to Johnson, Moylan. Chad Townsend, Wade Graham. I mean, if they're not your four best players, I'll, I'll, I'll give it away. Uh, yep. He allows Josh Morris to leave to go to the Roosters last year and then Bronson Derry gets banned from the game. Like, I just think he's had an extremely tough gig and I think to make the finals two from two years is incredible and uh, they're a team that could potentially miss. I'm going to tip them once again to surprise a lot of people though. I think they might scrape in. Yep. I think the unpopular opinion the Penrith Panthers, the Parramatta Eels, these are two sides that um, I'm not as confident on them as a lot of other teams. I know Penrith had an unbelievable season, but I think winning becomes a habit, and I think they just got in that habit and uh, and they couldn't lose. I still think that you know if at some point this year they lose two or three in a row, all the pressure in the world is going to be mounted on Nathan Cleary. I mean, we just saw him have one of the best seasons by a seven we've ever seen. And then six weeks later, everyone was saying how poor he was, like it's, the pressure on this kid is unreal, and I just think Penrith, uh, they're going to be the hunted instead of the Hunters this year, and I think it could be difficult for them. I I still think they'll make the eight, but those two teams, Penrith and Parramatta, they're there too, that if they were to have a down season, I honestly wouldn't be shocked, to be honest with you. No,
1: I like the big calls, mate. Now, big call of the day, Dally M winner. Who you got, Nath?
5: Uh, Mate, I've said all off-season, I really like Georgie Williams, as a smoky, but from watching, uh, watching the Canberra Raiders the other day uh, in their trial, I think Josh Hodgson's going to be very prominent in that side. So he might be my Smoky now. Mm. I think the two boys down at Melbourne, uh, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, I think they're going to be unbelievable. But I do worry about them stealing points off each other, along with a, a lot of the South Sydney boys. Um, I mean, you could end up with two bunnies and two Melbourne Storm players in the top five, and neither could win it realistically. Oh, I think it's going to be a really close race this year, I would I'd probably lean towards Cam Munster if I had to pick someone, but I mean, it really could be anyone this year.
1: No, you make some good points, mate. When you think, you know, three or four good players all taking three points, they could have three points in and then not get another three-pointer for five or six rounds. You're right. Like, this could be very close between Uh, teammates.
5: And that's what I think can make it so, just so difficult about this award. I I think it's the one flaw around this award. I don't know how to fix it. I'm, I'm not the guy to solve that problem, but I do think that, there must be a better way to do it out there somehow. I mean, I think that if Nathan Cleary, you know, had one or two guys that weren't in his team last year, I think he wins it hands down. I think he was the best player last year. Uh, yep. so It's hard to say, mate. It's, it's such a difficult award to predict. I think Clint Gutherson will go close again. I think he's a guy that, Mitch Moses has sort of toned down his game a little bit. He's more of a controlling seven, so it leaves a lot of those highlight plays, which is where you get these Dallium medal points from to Guffo. So I think he's a pretty good shout over there too.
1: Yeah, nice one. Now, two to go. Who's your rookie that you're you're watching on your radar?
5: Uh, the rookie that I've been talking about all off-season, and I think after last Sunday everyone's well and truly aware of him now, is Josh Schuster, Yep. a uh, guy out of the Manly Seagull system. I think it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you've got Kate Custer. who looks like he's going to play nine there. You've got local, uh, Lachlan Croker hanging around. Foreign's walked back into that system. For me, I think Schuster's going to wear jersey 14. And to say that someone's going to win Rookie of the Year from jersey 14, I think in the past, that would have been almost crazy to say. But for me, impact guys coming off the bench and the spark these kids got, I, I think he's going to have a real impact on each and every game off the bench. And it's only going to take one injury. And, you know... Touch wood, I'm wrong, but Kieran Foran, he's no stranger to an injury. I, yeah. I think as soon as Kieran Foran does get injured, I think this Schuster's going to come in. I think he's going to shock a lot of people. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying Sawali. They're saying Sam Walker too. Unbelievable talents, but I just don't see them playing 20-plus games this year. I think Schuster will, and I, I think that'll put him in the in the box seat, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's got
1: a nice little kicking game, doesn't he, at, at 106 kilos. I see a little bit of a Wade Graham in the making, a bit of a 5.8 to, to edge. What do you think of that?
5: Mate, he's got a little bit of nice everything, Josh Schuster, He is... Way, Graham's a really good shout I remember that first game he played last year. Um, it's just his touch. His touch and his balance is just... It's one of those things that you just know it when you see it. Um, and he, he's just got... He's just got – I don't know how to describe what it is, but I know that kid's got it, and um, I think it's going to be a massive season for him. Definitely. Now, final
1: question, Nathan, is your breakout star to watch out for in 2021?
5: Um, I think one guy to keep an eye on. I'm not sure if you're calling the star yet, but I think that um, at Canterbury there's a lot of talk about Flanagan uh, there's a lot of talk about Matty Burton that's coming next year I've always been a big fan of uh, Brandon Wakeham he's going to start in the 60s this year for Canterbury and I think this is a guy that with a coach like Trent Barrett um, he's going to do really special things under I'm really excited about this kid I think Dylan Brown's another guy that he's still very young and I'm not sure if I've ever seen a younger kid with a more mature head on him as a footballer. I think he could be anything over the next few years. Uh, mm. I know Harry Grant, obviously, people will say he had his breakout season last year. I mean, I still hear people uh, talk about how good he is, but they're worried about Brandon Smith. I think that Harry Grant this year is going to blow everyone out of the water. People are going to realize just how good he is. He's the best nine in the game for me right now. Brandon Smith might be the third best hooker in the game, but for me – there's daylight between the two of them, and I think Harry Grant's just going to blow it away when he returns from injury.
1: Yeah, Nate. thanks for the little tip about Brad Deeths, mate. Like, I got that from you, and I watched him last week in the second half against the Sharkies. He had a fucking blinder, man.
5: Mate, he, he can play, and the thing I love about Deeths, same thing I love about, like, a Sifatala is that it hasn't come easy for him. He's bounced around a couple of clubs. He's done it the hard way, um... You know, I I really like that in footballers that you know they 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 don't have a silver spoon in their mouth. They know what it's like to be on the bottom, and I I think Brad Dietz You know, obviously Jeremy Marshall King. There's a bit of an injury cloud around here, and I'm I'm not sure what's what's doing there. And they've got Katola there to play nine, but for me, I think once this Dietz gets a shot, I I don't, I don't think he's going to let it go. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if we get to post-origin and he's the starting nine for Canterbury. He's got some serious ability uh, And
1: you know, this is going on the fancy podcast for everyone out there. Put that in the black book because Brad Dietz, like Nathan said, like I've just been saying, he can play. He, he's got, he's got the tools. So he's a black booker for sure, right?
5: And he's one of these guys that the game's moving towards. Uh, he's a running nine. He's got fantastic ruck recognition, which I think is more important than ever right now. And I think you saw that the other day. Uh, obviously he, I think he scored one try, he, he, he bombed another one where he, he went through, then he put in a poor kick, uh, just poor execution there. But you just saw, he just sums up the ruck in a split second and is able to take advantage of it. And for me, that's a skill that's never been more important in the modern game than right now. So I'm really excited for Brad Dietz. I think he's going to be very special.
1: Definitely. Well, Nath, really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. For all that you leave, everyone get following Nath. His Instagram is massive. Every day he's got content. It's Rugby League Guru. Definitely check out his podcast, Rugby League Guru. Daily content and lots of great stuff that I always listen to as well. So highly recommend it. But Nath, enjoy the 2021 season and I appreciate you joining me on the podcast,
5: mate. Cheers, TK. Appreciate your time, mate. All
1: right. That was Nath. So we're going to kick this off with Andy's picks now. So Andy... Romy, your two top seeds for 2021.
0: Yeah, first one can be touched on. Basically, both of them can be touched on. So I'll just do a little bit of a, <laughs> an agree and a little bit of adding. Um, yeah, Rabbitohs look good toward the end of last season. Really hot. They pumped. Uh, I think they pumped a parry out of the finals. <laughs> so a bit sore point. But, man, they look great. And they haven't lost many people. They've recruited really, really well. And the trail, if he's playing happy like that, then it's it just looks the goods. So, um, Rabideau's number one and then number Storm. Number two is number Storm. Number Storm. <laughs> I'm too excited. <laughs> now nah, the Storm. They look focused in that trial game. They It looked like they took that as round one. So, they looked for them to sort of have – they're just too good. And I was listening to the podcast with Bellamy and Finchy on the weekend. He just has not firing. He's, he's just too good of a coach. I think it was 76 old, win percentage. Yeah. And one in every two seasons, he gets them to – Getting to the grand final, that's unbelievable stats. So, yeah, Storm Rabideaus for me. Okay, nice. Next one.
1: I know you're licking your lips to say <laughs> this, but who is your Spooners?
0: I've got plenty of Dragons, mates. <laughs> Corby being one of them. Yeah, a couple of flax. So, yeah, I think the Dragons. And for one, their two best players last season, Cameron McInnes and Tyson Frizzel. Frazil going to the Knights and McInnes Signing with the Sharks, their enemies, Mm. and also doing the ACL. So look, they didn't have much of an attack. With they tried a bit with Kloon coming in, but they've gone reverted back to Ben Hunt and Corey Norman playing the halves. I just I don't see it in them, and I'm unfortunately. Maybe fortunately. <laughs> i just see them getting the spoon. The bragging rights would be great if they do. I, I won't let be the it up. But yeah, they're my uh, wooden been faves?
1: Nice. Okay, next one. Who's the team you feel is going to be the most improved in 2021?
0: Well, I think the Bulldogs. They came second last last year. I think they were still struggling with that salary cap drama. With uh, I think they were paying overs for people that weren't even there multiple times. So I think they've finally come good. Uh, towards the end of last season, they st- showed a bit of heart. And they started playing a couple of games real close. They may not have won them, but they definitely put in effort. And that's the effort areas where they actually can succeed this year with Trent Barrett coming in, Mm. new coach. Everyone seems to like him. Corey Allen's parents said he he likes him because – He's a good-looking black, and I think the Narva said doesn't want to go out with uh, Trem Barrett because he's the best-looking black. <laughs> wow, lots of man love. Yeah, so I think he might have him uh, firing, and they might revel with the new coach and the new players. They've recruited pretty well. Okay,
1: next question: Who is the team in the top eight from last year you feel is most under threat to hold their spot?
0: Bit of a shocking one for me. I've, <laughs> I've gone with my own team, Para. <laughs> so look. <laughs> They've got they were in the top four, and then next season wooden spooners, and then next season back in again. So they're just up and down, and I feel like the cracks are just starting to show. Like their team hasn't changed since the last two years. They've they've changed. The only thing they've changed this year, which obviously don't know if it's going to work yet, is the switch up between Madison and Brown, and obviously Jennings leaving the new Tom Opatcik. So if they don't start the the season well, I see a little bit of cracks starting to show, and I think they might drop a little bit. So yeah, I'm a bit worried for them. But look, if they start well, I'll, I'm still on the bandwagon. They're still my team. But I just feel like they need a bit of a kick up the ass. Okay.
1: No, I'm, I'm right with you. Next question. Who is your Dalian winner for 2021?
0: Mad Dog Money. Oh, yeah. Did you see him? There's a photo with him of him uh Cooper Cronk standing right next to him. I thought he was with the Roosters. I'm not too sure what he's doing I think it's money. the whole photo. Oh uh, I think he
1: works for the Roosters.
0: Yeah, I know, which is shocking. So I think the if it is older or new either way, Cam Smith was 20. 20- so you got excited over an old. Player. Oh no, he was already in me <laughs> Uh Cam Smith had 22 points last year. So they had to go somewhere. Grant might get a couple, but I feel like there's not much star, not much stars. There's Paps, there's Carry Grant and Cameron Munster. Maybe Hughes might get a couple, but I think money is going to take control of that team. I think he's going to just do things that will shock people this year. Okay, nice one. Next one, who's
1: the rookie on your radar?
0: Yeah, it's a it's, it's a bit of a weird one because he might not start until either Little has a bad game or injured. Mm. Uh, Jake Simpkin. Okay. Yeah, he, um, he helped the winner Manly reach the grand final last year. I'm oh, sorry, in 2019. So he has played in those big games and he just looked real good in the trial. Mm. Like he just – a great tackling technique like uh, Wacko mentioned earlier and – Yeah, I just see him being the next. Could Tigers have another starting hooker again? They had Harry Grant last year. Mm. Jake Simpson could just slot in that role and just fulfill his role lovely.
1: Nice. Okay, to wrap things up for you, who is the breakout star for 2021,
0: mate? I have got another uh, another one. He's on my team as well. Uh, Jakey Avarillo. Yeah. So Last year when he was playing, he just looked like if he had the ball, he looked dangerous. So him going to that sixth role... Really, really excites me. Okay. And um, I think uh, Trent Barrett with the, on the SCN channel on radio and aim station, he was talking about Jake coming in and he, he asked if Jake was starting. He goes, 100%. If he's fully fit, he starting. So he will be there at that six. And I think he having him in the centre position as well is great. But, yeah, I think he'll be the breakout star. Hopefully, I'm hoping that Matt Burton doesn't come over. <laughs> but, look, if Avrilow plays that well, he could hold that spot. So I think he it's his spot to sort of keep. Perfect.
1: Well, Andy, thank you for that. Next on, we are going to be, well, second last, sorry. We're going to be Dean now, Dean from NRL Roast. All right, guys, next on our NRL prediction show, we've got Dean from the NRL Roast, and you can find his all his great stuff at the NRL Roast on both Instagram and Facebook. But welcome to the podcast, Dean. Hey, Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it being Ah, It's good to catch up, mate. Now, first things first, let's start at the top. Who are your top two teams entering the season of NRL 2021?
4: Yeah, look, it's going to be interesting this season with all the uh, the rule changes. But um, I think you know, they're they're rightfully up there as as one of the favourites. That's the Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. Um, Slow so start from you know one of the big signing last year with, with Mitchell, but you know he's coming back from that hamstring injury. He's fully fit. Showed what he his potential. Well, not his potential. He's, he's already up there, but showed you know what he can do at that fullback role on on the weekend at the Charity Shield. So you know. Him with uh, Cody Walker firing the great recruiting and mentor Arrow uh, Marshall. He takes a bit of pressure off those halves. I think Adam Reynolds in, in you know this final contract year. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder with contract discussions. He's had to prove a few people wrong. I think they're they're going to be up there. Yeah, for sure. And who's your second second team there, bud? Well, I think the Roosters. you know, down in down in fourth last year, and I just think you know they've got the best back line in the comp when you look at it. Lockie Lamb, he's he's been in their system now for. You know, junior coming through. He's been there for about 10 years. A yeah. few appearances here over the last couple of years. Now he's got that spot in the halves with Kiri. Really excited for that. How, I don't how think they'll go a bit better than.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about Kiri being that? You read over the last couple of days about Kiri being this dominant guy, both sides of the ruck. Did you read that about there, Dean?
4: Well, I haven't, no. But look, you know, he, he's experienced. He's a couple of prim- three premierships now with two different clubs. You know, he was one of the main guys at the the Rabbitohs when they won, won there in. Um, was it 2013? So, look, I think yeah, he he's the the leader now, um, and I think Lucky Liam just going to be um, he, he's going to take on that. He, he obviously he's been there for a few years. He's really going to step up. So I'm really excited for them. I think they're going to be up there in in the one of the top two spots.
1: Perfect. Now, mate, who is your wooden spoon favourites?
4: This uh, this hurts me to say because I'm a Dragons fan, but um, I, I think it's us. Uh, we've lost our two major leaders, uh in Frizzell to the Knights and now McKinnis with his ACL, so he's probably played his last game for the Dragons. Yeah, new, new coach coming in, changing things. Always needs time for the players to adjust to that and, and really buy into it. They were dangerously close last year, and I think the final six games they play like Panthers, Roosters, Rabbitohs twice, and Raiders. So I
1: think it's going to be a sad end for us at the end of the next end of this year. Yeah, at least you admitted it, mate. But next one, who <laughs> who do you think is the most improved team, bud?
4: But who do I think is going to be the most improved? I think it's probably going to be the Titans. Mm. Um, and I, I like to think a lot of people will probably say this: great recruitment, big Tino feeder there, Fogarty's rise from you know not having a contract at the start of last year to playing in the um, uh, Indigenous All Stars start this year and now captain. Um, I think that shows how much of a leader he's going to be. They finished strong last year. Uh, I've got them making the eight. Um, also, keep an eye on the dogs. It's a bit of a smoky there as well for, for most of the crews. Yeah, nice, Dean.
1: Next one. Who do you think, if any, out of the top eight from last year are most at threat to miss the eighth issue?
4: These new rules are going to, like, speeding up the game are going to hurt some of these big fellas. And you look at the Sharks, they've got some of the biggest forwards in the game. Yep. Uh, you've also got Fafita, uh, Tolman, Woods, Townsend, Johnson, Dugan, Moylan, all pushing 30. Yep. Uh, I just think, if anyone, it, it's going to be them. Um, they're probably the team of the eight, along with the Eels, that are under the most pressure in 2021. Yeah, for
1: sure. Now, Dean, who do you have as your standout right now for the Dally M winner?
4: Yeah, look, there's a few. Like white's a good chance to go back-to-back. I really like Radley and Murray um, with the new rules. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go with Gutherson. You know, missed out um, just last year. He stand standout almost every week for the Eels. Puts up huge numbers, which... Influences the judges. If they go with the 3 2 1 like they have um, in the past and they don't change it this year, I'm, I'm picking him. Okay, nice one.
1: Now, next one. Who's a rookie that's on your radar?
4: I'm a Dragons man, so obviously keep an eye on them more than any other team, but uh, excited for young Jaden uh, Bud Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, he gets a few more games this year. He's very exciting, small but tough as nails, and I just think he's going to be the spark for, for them. And, and if they start off slowly, we could see Griffin bring him in.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Dean, with Corey Norman like suspended for that first game currently, like he that could have really open the, the door for Bud. Like he might not look
4: back. No, like he jumped in last year with uh, in that last last round game against Melbourne. Um I think you know, he's got the jump if, if something happens to the halves. So yeah, like you said with Norman out, he's probably gonna be there in the number six and if he just goes out and, and leads. It's going to be hard not to have him there even on the bench or, or something. He's going to be pushing that 17 every week. So,
1: Yeah, nice one. Now, final question. Who's the breakout star, you feel, for 2021? Big
4: uh, Jordan Ricky. Oh, um, yeah,
1: pretty Ricky. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I think uh, a few people might be excited about him. He's um, made a splash last year with a few appearances, and, and he looks probably set to be in that 17 every week and pushing towards a starting spot as well. So. Big mobile, young kid. Um, he showed his ability in the, in the All-Stars game. So I'm going to be watching him intently and, and as probably a few others have, have said, he's pretty decent on the eye too. So,
1: I like it. Well, Dean, really appreciate you joining me on the on the podcast. You can find all his work at the NRL Roast on Instagram and Facebook, mate. But enjoy the season. Hopefully your Dragons aren't too bad, but hopefully maybe i go for the Sharkies, mate. So maybe we'll catch a, a derby sometime, bud.
4: Maybe a little bet on the uh, first round game.
1: <laughs> What's our bet, mate? What's our bet? We'll, we'll, put it I don't out.
4: Know. we'll put it out there. We'll see See if we can get some feedback and see uh, what we want to do. Maybe a couple of shout-outs each or something or uh, even just a in the grog or, yeah, or something, whatever you want.
1: That sounds fantastic, mate. Well, mate, all the best
4: and enjoy the season. You too, mate. Thanks for having me on and uh, good luck for the season.
0: Guys, we're in shambles here. I've taken over the controls. <laughs> we're in First in off, show off the bat. Give yourself a tip. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, TK, I'm taking, taking over the first roller. Corbett would jump in.
1: This is like, you know, when the space rocket goes launching and they're in trouble in the space.
0: <laughs> On the monkey in space. <laughs> so <soon laughs> Pretty up. much. Uh, TK, who do you see your top teams entering the season?
1: Well, boys, I'm a little bit different to you. I've gone for the Roosters and Penrith. I think Roosters, with Kiri being that main playmaker, I think that will take them to the next level. Freshen up again. So I think that will be great for them. They've had two long seasons. I think now with – I think they know Cordner's not coming back. That move of Dryden, he was just so impressive on that, that try over the weekend. And Tupanua, I think that's a one-two punch not a lot of clubs have. Love their depth. T- Taki Aho and JWH in the middle. Teddy's best player in the world. So I can't go past the Roosters. I think they'll be back. And I think Penriff. I think Penriff will be hungry from last year. They're just so young and just – that left side strong side is just so good. Nathan Cleary, if you know, him and Teddy are the best two players in the world, and I think that will show come grand final day, and those two will be there.
2: Oh, lovely. Okay, Teague, don't go early. Wait till I finish the question, mate. Cause sometimes you come in early when I'm asking <laughs> questions. Uh, what, who do you think might be down the bottom of the ladder for 2021?
1: The very bottom, like Wooden Spoon?
2: Yeah, I guess you can call it that. <laughs>
1: or when the Saints
0: <laughs> go my tune him. in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, I want to be on the bottom.
1: <laughs> nah, but they're right up there. They'll be the first or second last. But the team that really worries me is the Knights. Not because of the player talent. It's just what's going on right now with injuries and also Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pearce got knocked down last week in that game against the Storm. Players around him, not one player picked him up. Not one.
0: That's not a good sign. Not
1: man. a good sign at all. Their best two players, in my opinion, at Blake Green and Kalen Ponga, both unhealthy. They could be zero and six before Cailin comes back. And that's a long way back. I just don't like what's happening at the moment. It's not the coach's fault. It's something to do with their best player misbehaving, and he's torn a bit of a hole in their team. Lack of depth. When you think, I'm not a fan of Connor Watson starting at, at, in the middle. I think he will be a middle, but it's a more of a bench middle spot. And then you think Fitzgibbon is the most obvious replacement to come back on the edge to push Barnett back into the middle and they've got no one, Barnett has to play edge because they literally have no one else to play edge. Mm. They've got a lack of, they just really worry me. And unfortunately, in your hometown too, Corbs, because they have seen a little bit of depression up there in terms of their football, which is bad because they have such a great nursery, and I love the area as well, but I just hope this one thing by Mitchell Pierce doesn't throw the whole season away because they have such a super talented team. Just that sign that no one picked him up off the ground was enough to tell me there's something wrong, like,
0: yeah, it's not a good indication, is it?
1: Nah, not at all. So no. that's that's my pick, boys. I'm going out there, I'm going the nights.
0: It's always hard picking the wooden spoon fave. You're gonna upset someone. I don't mm. like doing it. But, but I love you. Everyone,
1: everyone in Newcastle, like my like the people in Fiji, we'll do a show up there.
0: I love you. <laughs> Apparently we're going Japan too, guys. <laughs> and Cambodia. Uh, okay. So next one is your most improved team.
1: It's got to be the Gold Coast Titans. Impressive recruiting drive. I love Tino and Fafita to start with, but pairing them up, like they've just got that spine that they've got with Fogarty, with AJ Brimson, and also Ash Taylor already developing that last five games that they won. And you add Peach into that mix as well. And I just really love their style. On the weekend, they were attacking from their own 20. They were going side to side without making mistakes. And I really love their style. If they're not the most improved, they're going to be the most fan friendly at any year. They could be playing the Dragons and you're watching. That's how entertaining. This could be the last game on a Sunday night. You'll always tune in for the Titans because there's going to be points. It's going to be free flowing, and I'm going to love it.
0: Now you get to see Tino and feeder. Yeah, you know what? You can get one And <laughs> Andy's out of control.
2: <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll still be watching my draggies Sunday night. All right, teams, if any from the top eight, or what team, if any from the top eight, is at most threat to miss the eight?
1: Yeah, well, I've already said Newcastle going to get the spoon, so that's an obvious one. But I'm with both of you. I think Parramatta, just, I think they're always going to be around. They're probably not going to miss, but they're going to be back end because I just don't think, see them improving. Mm. And the same as the Sharks, their roster hasn't improved either. Like They're literally the exact same team, just
0: aging. With Tolman, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I can't see them improving. They've got a, a coach under so much pressure. There are already so much rumours about Flano coming back. It's not great. It's just one of those surroundings that maybe it's in best interest that all these kind of senior guys on huge money that aren't performing just leave and we just start again. We have a big salary cap, so I don't mind that. So
0: Okay. Uh, next up, uh, who do you predict the Dalian winner to be?
1: Angus Crichton. He'll be the biggest point of difference, not even in fantasy, in the whole of the NRL. He'll be the, By the end of the season, he will surpass everyone – who, Who would you say is the current best forward, Josh Papali in the NRL? Huss. Huss. Okay. we will be between those two, right?
0: Oh, i just see Cronin going to another level.
1: I think by the end of the season, he'll be the best forward in the NRL. Hang on, sorry. How good is this bloke? Man, you're going pretty <laughs> good, actually, mate. You might replace me. You
2: might get a start.
0: Oh, I don't
1: think
2: yeah. I'm that good. <laughs> There's a couple of big ones, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that one. Now, unfortunately, Ricky has played his fifth game, so you can't answer him for this one. But he's gutted. He's is, <laughs> oh, no, he was devastated. Who is your rookie to watch for the season coming?
1: The rookie to watch is a guy called Reese Walsh. He's a Brisbane fullback. I think he's 19 years old, but wears a headgear. He's a kind of a cross between – there's a guy in England called Johnny Lomax, kills it for St. Helens at 5'8", and then also Callum Ponga. If they had a baby, it would be Reese Walsh. But <laughs> – he had a great game against Winner Manley in that first trial. He just has a little bit of X-factor. Great footwork. He's got that left foot step. Goal kicks. He can do it pretty much. And you think about that age as well. They don't really have a lot of stability at the back. Azarko missed a lot of last year and already he got injured in the preseason as well. So, And Azarko had a bit of an up and down trial as well. He looked like a world beater in that first half, but then he came back crashing in that second half. His positional play in that second half was terrible, but Reece Walsh is definitely someone. I don't think – I'm not even sure if he's in the top 30, so I don't think he could probably play till round 16, but if they can put him into the top 30 and he gets a start early, Reese Walsh, he's he's going to be magic once he gets a crack.
0: Because their fullback spot has been a bit interchanged. It's Sarko, then it's new, so then it's not a solid start, I guess.
1: Mm, so, yeah, definitely someone on the radar, boys.
0: All right, speaking of, uh, of young talent, uh, for this 2021 season, who do you think your breakout star is?
1: I've named him a couple of times, Blake Braley. I think his, his trial form was brilliant as well. His back end of the season really showed his maturity as a football player, got way better in his defensive stuff. He started running a lot more. He's always trying those 40-20s. He's got a nice little short kicking game. He's got game. That's all I've got to say about Blake. He's going to be that next. And if you don't have any fantasy yet, he will be a mid-50s hooker this year.
0: Yeah, you've talked me anyway. What was that Voss yeah. wanted to say something about my interviewing skills?
2: <laughs> like, like, get, you both are terrible I need to get on the buttons there <laughs>
1: alright Andy you want to kind of close out hold on you can say a little bit about the talking leg
0: hotline alright guys if you please call up and tell us how good my uh, hearing skills were the talking leg hotline on oh two eight four zero five seven nine four seven.
1: perfect and then the social media please Andy
0: so head over to our social media for daily player and uh, play, play, player and team analysis. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Find us at Talking League Pod and Twitter at Talking League One. Yep. Please also share the show with your family and please leave leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the Facebook page.
1: And just the final bit on the yep
0: comp So post. we've got our Talking League Fantasy and Tipping comps are now open. Their five hundred dollar cash prize, cold hard cash money, guys. Come on. Uh, it's free to enter, so head over to talkingleaguepod.com for more details. Do all the info uh, in all the info is in the episode notes. So guys, um, thank you for a lovely show. Uh, Corby.
2: Yeah, TK's job safe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you went pretty good.
0: Uh, thank you. I appreciate we've got we've got one listener. So yeah, our listeners, uh, uh, uh goodbye from us. Bulla.
1: Bulla. Hit the button.